1: We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 222. Happy Monday if you're listening with us on release day or just happy day, whenever it might be.
0: So thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you here. As you saw by the title, this is our sixth installment of our Moving Diary. Um, So if you've missed the previous five episodes, we can catch you up real quick. We moved from Nashville to Orlando in the middle of June. So now we are officially three months here, which seems crazy to say out loud. It doesn't feel that long at all.
1: No, I mean, it still feels like we just moved in. Sometimes Um, we're still learning our way around. We're still getting used to going to the parks like after school and things like that. So it's it's still kind of an adjustment time, although we're slowly getting used to calling ourselves Floridians.
0: We're using Google Maps less and less. Uh, We're finding like our favorite restaurants. We found a good Mexican restaurant, which is a big deal for us.
1: I mean that was crucial. We were very nervous because we are the kind of people who eat Mexican food every Friday. <laughs> That's like our tradition. Um, instead of Taco Tuesday, it's a Friday celebration and
0: Friday Fiesta.
1: Friday. Ooh, I like that. We've never said that before. It's a Friday Fiesta, and if we did not find that very crucial restaurant, I mean, this whole thing could have just blown up in our faces.
0: Yeah. So we talked a lot about in the fifth installment of this series about, you know, the adjustment period of finding a grocery store driving in Florida. Um, I think we talked a little bit about bugs, which are still an issue down here. But I think today's topic is mainly going to center around the parks and the podcast, because I think we've said this before. And it's no secret at all. I think we're very forward about this. The mental health aspect of moving to Florida was probably the primary driving force behind all of this. I think not that in Tennessee things were bad for us by any uh, means necessary. We are blessed beyond belief. However, we just wanted a change up. We wanted... Uh, to relieve some pressure off of areas. And we felt like moving to Florida and moving specifically to Disney would be a good move for our mental health. And I think that has been a theme throughout these first three months here is some things are as we expected. Some things are different. Some things are temporary based on the pandemic, but we're still – trying to figure out what all of this means for us. Do you think all of that is fair to say?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when we moved down, obviously we love Disney. um, But because we had gotten to the point where we were coming down so often, like it just kind of clicked with us that like this is just where we wanted to spend – you know this time of our life Like we wanted to be here We wanted to have the opportunity To do the things that we wanted Without um I don't know without any Reservation Judgment I don't know what the right Word would be but we we just Kind of wanted to be In a place that made us Happy and Disney seemed to Check those boxes and again it's not It's definitely not that Tennessee Was not that place but you know, we had kind of had the conversation and maybe these are conversations that you're having at home, but we had the conversation that, you know, this is a time in our life where we don't have a whole lot of responsibility, uh, where we can be a little selfish in doing the things that make us happy um, and doing the things that kind of like Brendan said, would most benefit our mental health and just having that like creative outlet and that healthy space and a good work, you know, work, personal life balance. Everyone's always striving for that. So, you know, when we sat down and looked at all those things, we thought a new start in our favorite place would do that for us.
0: And I think that, you know, it's also fair to mention that we also felt like moving down here would bring new opportunities for the podcast and for everything that we're doing in this space as well. And look, look. would we like for Detour to become big? I don't even know if that's the right word. More impactful? Yes. Is it essential for our happiness? No. But I think just in the short time period here, we have kind of realized that used to the podcast, we leaned on it for our quote-unquote Disney fix. And many of you will will understand that terminology of you're always, if you're not in the parks, you're looking for that Disney fix, something that's going to bring you a little bit of happiness. And, you know, when the parks were shut down, we all felt that. And I think anybody, uh, even if you were local, kind of got a taste of what that felt like again. And now we're kind of in this point where there's been a switch, I think. And when you're in vacation mode, and you visit the parks, you don't have really any expectations for what's going to happen. All you do, you want to just scan into the gates and whatever unfolds in your day is better than a day at work. (laughs) And now I think we're viewing it a little bit differently. And I don't know if we thought about this beforehand, but it's definitely happened for me. Now I'm going to the parks seeking a specific emotion or a specific feeling or a specific remedy for something that is going on. Like for me in the first three months here, stress has been overwhelming for me. So when I go to the parks now, I'm specifically looking for things that bring me peace. It happens to be, I love getting a cup of coffee and sitting in front of Gertie at Echo Lake. And that's like a peaceful moment for me. Sometimes we're looking for thrills because it's been we've been bored and we don't (laughs) know, you know, we're look where a rock and roller coaster ride is the perfect remedy to get us back to balanced. And I don't think you have that luxury as much when you're visiting. Would you agree?
1: In a way, I'd say for me, I still am going to the parks still just kind of looking for that escapism. I mean, I think a lot of people could agree with this too. Starting back at work or starting new things revolving around the pandemic, it's still stressful um, or it's different. So I still view going to the parks as just like a nothing else matters kind of time. Like when we go after school, to me, that's me saying – Okay, I'm done with school. I'm not gonna think about it. I'm not gonna talk about it. You know, I'm not going to worry about my to do list. I'm going to spend three hours in Hollywood Studios and I'm just going to do whatever I want to do because I can. And it's that's it's I've used it in that way as an escape. And I guess it fits with what you're saying too. Like that would be my, I guess, emotion that I'm trying to fill. I'm just looking for relaxation. I guess I'm looking for a recharge. I'm looking for just a way to get out of that kind of mundane routine that I feel like anyone can fall into, but it's just kind of an opportunity to do something different and do something I enjoy cuz I don't really have any hobbies. It's funny, the kids at school ask me like what do you do for fun or what do you do on the weekends? And my answer is always Disney. I just like Disney. I don't know. I don't have any other hobbies.
0: And eating. We like finding new restaurants.
1: I do tell them we eat a lot. But, like, that's what it is for me. It's my hobby. It's my happy place.
0: And I think we've been inching towards this even when we lived in Tennessee. I think, you know, for a long time we came down and we would either use your sister's day passes to get us into the park or we would buy single-day tickets for if we needed to. Then we got our annual passes, and that inched us closer towards this feeling of you don't have to get everything done in one day, that you are going for more just a relaxation, a recharge, whatever you want to call it. To me, being down here has pushed that envelope even further, where even before, when we came down from Tennessee, if we went to Hollywood Studios and we didn't ride Slinky Dog... It felt kind of like a failure. And now I don't think we necessarily feel that way.
1: We don't think of it as a failure, but Slinky Dog adds to every everything. So, I mean, you can never go wrong with Slinky.
0: I mean, yeah, nobody would ever complain about writing Slinky Dog. I'm just saying that it's not a checklist anymore. It's more about how did we feel from visiting the parks on this particular day.
1: I would agree with that. And I think, you know, that we knew that our mindset was going to change living here. But I think in a way, it's still something that you don't completely expect either. Like it is an adjustment transitioning from vacation mode to being here permanently mode.
0: And I want to circle back to something that I mentioned before of that we used to lean on the podcast to give us our Disney fix. And we don't necessarily have to use the podcast for that anymore. And I think that's a really good thing because I think it opens us up to, we can follow these different threads and pull on the threads of like, right now we're really big into what emotions the parks pull out of us. And there's all of these different threads that we're going to discover and pull on and we can see where that goes that that we're not necessarily just using it for a disney fix anymore now we're using it for following ideas
1: yeah and i think we knew that coming down was going to give us those new opportunities and those new outlooks on things and it's been exciting for us to have the opportunity To sit down and talk about them, you know, what ways that the podcast, I guess, can kind of grow and evolve and reflect the things that we are. What would be the word I'm looking for? Just reflect the things that we are seeing or experiencing or feeling, Um, because, you know, just like a lot of things, we don't want the podcast to always just stay the same. Like we don't want to feel monotonous we don't want anyone else to ever feel that way about it. So change is kind of exciting for us. And I would say that that's a mindset change too. I mean, if anyone ever told me that I would think change is exciting, I would say that they're crazy cuz I hate change. But I think that it sometimes it's necessary and it's interesting to be able to look at those different perspectives as they kind of come about. And that's where, you know, the storytelling series that we're doing came from is just looking for different perspectives and so now I think we have the opportunity to continue to do things like that without getting rid of you know the same things that we've always been doing but just like in addition to
0: yeah and I think you know I guess it almost may have sounded like we were leading up to this huge monumental pivot and change but I mean it's really not nothing is fundamentally changing about detour. I think we are just at this point, we're three months in. We've been to all of the parks multiple times at this point. We haven't gone nearly as much as we probably expected to without a pandemic and without a reservation system, but we've gone more than we ever have before in a three-month period of time. And now we're just starting to settle in and and figure out What is it that makes us tick? And what is it that we think can make the biggest impact? Uh, I know a conversation we had earlier is that now we have our Disney fix whenever we need it. And we know other people are like what we were in Tennessee, that we were always searching for it. And, you know, you search for it through music and through movies and through listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and reading blogs. There's so many different outlets to get that fix And I think now we're in a mode where instead of doing it self-serving, now we can, I guess it's still going to be self-serving because we (laughs) we want to talk about the topics that we want to talk about. But we can kind of shift that around and try to explore some of these deeper connections and uh, just see where that goes.
1: And something that we talked about, too, is just not necessarily park-based, right? Because there's a lot of different ways, like you said, to get your Disney fix. So it might be movies or songs or, you know, little things that you have in your house. We have a whole Disney office that gives us that fix just during our normal day-to-day kind of stuff. So just kind of exploring all of those different avenues and finding, you know, creative ways to share that, you know, with you guys and with other people. To just continually. I don't know, allow ourselves to look at something differently.
0: So here's what I think you can expect out of us over the next hour long. We think this is fun. (laughs) Um, Storytelling is going to continue. I want to keep digging further and further, further into storytelling. I still think on some of these, we barely scratched the surface. So I'd like to keep going further and further on storytelling And then another series that we don't have a name for it yet. So if anybody has a name for it, please let us know. But it's essentially how to achieve blank feeling or emotion with the help of Disney. So that could be through the parks. It could be through music. It could be through movies. And it kind of circles back to what I'm going for is that Sometimes when I visit parks, I'm looking for drive, like I need motivation. Well, what are the different ways that we can achieve that? Is it Hall of Presidents? Probably not. Is it something else? Maybe so. And I think that's a topic that I'm very interested in to see where we can find those little moments that you can create yourself and manage yourself.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that just moving forward, we're looking for those opportunities to kind of reflect inward in like some of those emotions and things that we might be trying to recreate. And then looking for ways that you can, you know, incorporate that into your everyday life, incorporate that into your visits to the park um, if you're not local, and then trying to. just continue to think about how, you know, Disney can become a part of our just everyday, everything that we do.
0: So a pulse check, three months in. What is your favorite park?
1: Ooh. Uh, I still might say Animal Kingdom, but I'm gonna say Animal Kingdom because I have thoroughly enjoyed going and exploring the Tree of Life Trails. Um, that's something that was way underutilized by us
0: before by us or by you,
1: by me, because you would ditch me and take pictures there. So I, obviously I knew they were there, but you know, when you are vacationing and you're just kind of running around and you want to do everything, it's easy to pass up. Sometimes they're even, I mean, they're easy to miss because they're not super well-marked. But I think some of the best moments that we've had have just been like drinking our Starbucks over in that area because it is very secluded and pretty empty, which we like. Um, And then just taking the time to look at all the different animals. I mean, some of them are just beyond wild. Like I just I didn't know they were there. There is like horses that are like leaping and
0: oh you're talking about in the carvings i thought you're talking about viewing the live animals I'm like there's only tortoises back there
1: oh <laughs> no yeah i mean the tortoises are fun we've seen them moving around we didn't know they moved that
0: much they have the zoomies one day
1: they did which is thrilling but like the carvings themselves are just uh, to die for but i think some of those like quiet moments have been my favorite um so I'm going to say Animal Kingdom for that reason. Although I think nothing brought me more joy than getting to see "Booty you. So Magic Kingdom might be a close second.
0: So Animal Kingdom was yours before we came down here, too. So yours has not changed.
1: It hasn't changed. No.
0: Mine was Magic Kingdom before we moved down here. There was like a two or three week period where I switched to Hollywood, I think.
1: And why is that?
0: I don't know if it was just the allure of like for a while, it was really hard to get a reservation there. So it just felt more special whenever you went there. Or I mean, obviously I love galaxy's edge. So that's been huge for me to be able to just go multiple times. I mean, rise the thrill of getting a boarding group is like like second to none. It's almost more enjoyable than ride at this point. It's not. It's not. But the Halloween decorations going up in Magic Kingdom switch me back. I'm back on the Magic Kingdom train.
1: Do you think then making the transition to Christmas will impact that? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Is it the Halloween decor or is it just something new or?
0: So you're saying once the how ha- once Christmas decorations go up at every park. What that will change? I guess, yeah. So I am a sucker for Hollywood's Hollywood's Christmas decorations, mm-hmm. like the retro style. It reminds me of my grandma's house, like the <laughs> like like the reindeer globe that they have.
1: Yeah, I'm having. I'm like picturing it all in my head right now, and it's making me chuckle because yeah, a grandma vibes.
0: So, I mean, nothing beats Magic Kingdom at Christmas either, but Animal Kingdom is underrated as well at Christmas. So I don't know. It might switch me back to Hollywood. They're like neck and neck between Magic and Hollywood for me. I think you know, most people would assume that Epcot is kind of like the locals park. I think we've enjoyed it the least at this point. Part of it is just because the state that Epcot is in, it's a little depressing to see so many (laughs) construction walls, just like every direction that you look. Um,
1: Well, and I'd also say just to add to that, like the entertainment is, you know, just a little left something to be desired. We haven't quite reached like Food and Wine Festival peak yet. So I'll be interested to see like what that does to it. But something that we've realized as locals is Disney is still just as expensive as it is when you come down to vacation. But when you live here, that can really uh, add up quickly. So unfortunately, Epcot might be a really cool place to just like walk around and get some exercise, but it is super expensive to go just for like fun because we can get away with going to Magic Kingdom and maybe just like each getting a snack. But I feel like in Epcot, the the biggest thing to do is eat.
0: And they're like eight, nine bucks a pop and it adds up. Yeah. Quickly. And
1: then, you know, that's what we would do for meals is we would just like stop at all the booths. And then before you know it, you're spending a ton of money. And I think we avoid Epcot just based off of the monetary hit (laughs) that it it takes on us.
0: We did go to Magic Kingdom the other day, and we didn't spend a single dollar. That's impressive. And
1: and Hollywood.
0: We didn't spend any money in Hollywood?
1: No, we just got water.
0: Well, that's that's pretty impressive.
1: That is impressive.
0: Hot tip for anybody visiting Hollywood soon. Uh, It's been sort of an issue to get your free cups of water right now because they want to push you to do mobile ordering so much. Ronto Roasters, the place to go. Can't promise your experience, but I can tell you our experience. They gave us full size free cups of water. Game changer. Instead of just the little shot that they normally give you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing. And it was really hot. So props to that cast member. He probably just took one look at us and was like, oof,
0: they need help. Um, what is your favorite ride?
1: Ooh. Um my f- Favorite ride. And this might just be because this is the most recent thing that we've done. Is that true? No, I don't know if that's true. One of the most recent things that we've done is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And I don't know if it's still just like the newness or the catchy song, but that might be my favorite at this precise moment.
0: So how is Hollywood not your favorite park with Slinky Dog and Runaway Railway?
1: Animal Kingdom just does something to me. It just makes me feel just so, I don't know.
0: Runaway Railway has grown on me a lot as well. Slinky Dog has grown on me too. And I think, but I think I have a new favorite.
1: And, And it is?
0: Haunted Mansion. I think our storytelling episodes changed me forever. (laughs) Knowing that there is always something new to learn about that particular attraction. Just I find myself always thinking about Haunted Mansion.
1: Do you think that there are any other attractions that will make you feel that same way? Like, can you think of any other attractions off the top of your head that... Would also kind of fall into that same vein, that same category.
0: Pirates, maybe.
1: Okay. Yeah, we haven't done Pirates yet.
0: Snow White, which is coming out Wednesday. That one is deep, too. But we don't have it in Disney World, obviously. No. Not talking about Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> um, the Mind Train. But I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I've changed. I was Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. I think I'm Haunted Mansion now. Okay. This is leaving out just Rise. I feel like Rise is in its own category.
1: I mean, I agree. It's a different category, but it can still be your favorite.
0: Well, I mean, what ride do I want to go on immediately, like every day, is Rise. But.
1: That's just not possible.
0: Again, yeah. Again, I wonder if it's just because it's hard to get. Yeah. Yeah yeah um last thing i wanted to talk about was we've now been to universal twice so we got our annual passes uh we went once in august and then once on labor day in september and i am shocked with how much fun we're having there
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I knew that we would like it just because it's a theme park and it, it has that new factor because we just haven't gone that often. Um, some things are hit or miss. I think we've realized that we're not screen people.
0: So we really don't like Universal Studios that much. <laughs> We really just like Islands of Adventure.
1: Well, and we also realized, though, so we rode the Hulk, which is the massive green roller coaster. It's super long. It has a million twists and turns, and it beat us up. So we've also learned that we are too old to enjoy extremely thrilling roller coasters.
0: I mean, I'm going to ride it again, and I'm also going to be first in line for the Velocicoaster once it opens in Jurassic World. But,
1: but you have to think a new coaster like that would have to be like smoother.
0: I don't know. It looks crazy.
1: I mean, it looks crazy, but it's also new. How old, how old is the Hulk coaster? Does anybody know?
0: I mean, somebody knows. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It,
0: it does have an open date. We just don't know it.
1: But I mean, how long has Universal been open?
0: You're asking questions that I don't know. Okay. I'm not a Universal expert.
1: I'm just saying we got beat up. We literally had to go to the chiropractor <laughs> because of that ride.
0: I so. did I did mention to the chiropractor, he's like, is anybody hurting? Is, is anything hurting? I was like. My neck is messed up from the Hulk. (laughs) But um, I think there's two particular areas that that we enjoy way more than other areas. Harry Potter is obvious. We also like Hogsmeade more than Diagon Alley, which I kind of expected that to be opposite. Do you not agree?
1: I love Diagon Alley. Now, I don't like necessarily... Being over there because there's less to do. Like I would prefer to be in Hogsmeade because that's where Hagrid's coaster is. But I do prefer the feel of Diagon Alley.
0: Three Broomsticks Restaurant was some of the best theme park food I've ever had.
1: It definitely wins the award for best theme park sweet tea.
0: It was raspberry tea.
1: It was incredible.
0: So if you're like us and you're displaced Southerners, <laughs> are you a Southerner now, Catherine? Are you claiming it?
1: Apparently, I can't, I guess I can't hide you it like anymore. You like sweet
0: tea and grits.
1: I have discovered that I like grits.
0: So anyway, if you're looking for really good sweet tea, Three Broomsticks is your place to go. Yes. Um, but I don't know. It, like in Honey Dukes, amazing. Such a fun shop to look around in. mm Hmm. So I would expect us to continue ramping up our universal visits. I'm curious as to how it will slot in with the other Disney parks. I was going to say once the reservation system goes away, but that's not going to happen anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just a hard thing for us to kind of take into consideration because we don't know. So it's a big what if. And we usually think in what ifs and that doesn't really get us any far. So. I don't know.
0: All this is say, universal is awesome. We've not been to Busch Gardens. We might go.
1: We've talked about it, but we probably won't go until hockey season again.
0: Yeah. So we've talked about making a weekend out when the Predators come to play the lightning. We'll yeah. go to spend the weekend in Tampa. It's only an hour away. That's true. That's true. We've not been to SeaWorld. I don't really necessarily have a huge desire to go. Maybe if they ran like a huge Florida special discount or something.
1: They probably will soon. It feels like a lot of places are running like specials right now. And maybe that's like a typical thing being in Florida. Like they're trying to get you to come to their parks and do all the tourist things. But I have noticed that.
0: We've also not been to Fun Spot America.
1: Yeah, we might pass on that one. What?
0: Come on.
1: I I don't think I can do it.
0: So, I don't know. I think three months in, some things are better than we expected. Some things are just a little bit different than we expected. But I'm still having a blast.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think just as we continue to work on that, like work, personal balance that we've been striving for it's going to get better. I mean, that's a struggle for anyone is just, you know, remembering that you can't just work 24-7. I think the parks have been a big help for both of us in that sense. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to. I guess just everything, more restaurants, that's something that we have explored a little bit more. It is still hard to get reservations, honestly, but. You know, we look at reservations all the time. So we're excited to try new restaurants. We're excited to meet up with more people because we've gotten to do that a little, which is fun. So we've thoroughly enjoyed that. And yeah, just seeing new things.
0: Yeah. So I hope you guys will stay tuned and subscribe as we go forward and continue diving into these topics that we find interesting on Wednesday, we're going to cover Snow White's scary adventure in our storytelling series. Then next Monday will be the first series with no name. <laughs> searching for a certain feeling or certain emotion type episode. If anybody has a good name for that. Please let us know. I keep trying to get like an inside out reference, but I can't find it.
1: You know, that's where I went too. actually.
0: Hmm. So there's something at work here. There is. To be
1: continued.
0: So I hope you can join us for both of those. If you are thinking about moving to Florida, we are always an open book. If you have any questions or want our unsolicited advice, just let us know and we will tell you our experience to the fullest extent. We're an open book and we look forward to continuing to sharing our stories with you guys. Hope you continue to enjoy them and hope you have a wonderful week and we will talk to you on Wednesday.